0: Okay, then. Ron Wolfley. Ron Wolfley. What is up? Witchbuster. Extraordinaire. Love that guy. Luke Lipinski. Yay. Wolf and Luke. Arizona Sports. The local sports leader. Live from the Auction Community Studios on this very eventful. Tuesday morning. It is the Wolf and Luke show as we get ready to hear from new Cardinals general manager, Monty Osenfort, who's about to take the podium, Wolf. What's this is
1: going to be very, very cool. What's up, Luke? How you
0: doing, man? Doing good. Doing good. Very eventful. Uh, couple, about 24 hours for the Cardinals now.
1: Yeah, cannot wait. Um, just to hear Monty Osenfort and, of course, what he has to say about the game of football, embrace the football universe. He's got a lot of thoughts, I would imagine, and he's going to be asked an awful lot of questions as well.
0: Yeah, I'm interested. This is is going to kick off here in just a minute or two, so we're going to throw to that. We're going to carry it live for as long as it goes. There's a a decent chance we'll talk to the Cardinals' new GM after that, but uh, just real quick, and we'll get into this obviously more throughout the show, but your initial reaction to them Not only hiring him, but making a hire as quickly as they did. Michael Bidwell, I guess, was not kidding when he said he wanted to do it with a sense of urgency.
1: Yeah, because, of course, January 17th looms, and today is January 17th. They hired him yesterday. They made that decision, and we all know that now you can actually interview coaches, I think. Um, The fact he went outside the organization is very, very important and integral to what they're going to do going forward as well. We'll have to wait and see. But I am hanging on every word that Monty says.
0: Yeah, I believe this stat is right. I saw it a few different places. This is the first time they've gone outside the organization for a general manager since 1994. Yeah. (laughs) 29 years.
1: Yeah, that says an awful lot, I think, right there, and uh, we're going to have to see, but you know that he's going to get an awful lot of questions as well, and uh, the answers to those questions, once again, it's not like you're going to hold him 100% to everything he's going to say, but um it is going to reveal what he believes about the game of football and how you're supposed to play the game of football to some degree
0: it's it, it's going to be very interesting to hear what he has to say because you're right you can't you can't really draw any conclusions from today but we're going to and <laughs> and when we haven't really i mean nobody's really heard him speak yet i'm i'm assuming you know michael bidwell said last week he wants he at least wants the gm search done quickly. He said he would prefer to have that done before the coaching decision, which makes sense, although we'll get into the potential impact on Sean Payton that this may have uh, after the press conference. But, um, you know, it makes sense that you would want the GM in place to help you pick out the coach and and to get a coach that he wants. Um, But I think it does say something that he got it done so quickly and that they went down this path outside the organization to Tennessee of, of all places. I mean, that team certainly has a mentality, but the connection everybody quickly made was his longtime connection to the Patriots. Yes. And it's really hard to ignore that when you see that on somebody's resume. You know,
1: it, it, it's so true what you just said right there. Um, we are going to actually get the opportunity to talk to Monty Ossenford, are we not? That is okay? the plan. Yes. That is the but plan. But that will be right after his press again, conference. okay, don't hold me to that Basin. He's all right, but that, that is the plan right there, of course. Ron Wolfley driving, it kind of felt like, right? I, there. I mean, taking right. the wheel. I don't uh, know if that's the same I know. Is that okay that uh, I did that? It's always an adventure. There could be problems. Um, <laughs> I, I love where he comes from. I do. The fact that you mentioned Bill Belichick, 15 years in the Patriots organization right there. Cannot wait to talk to him to get his impression of Bill and things he may have learned from Bill Belichick. I cannot wait to talk to him in that regard because I love talking to people that um, know Bill. Yeah. And actually it's kind of a unique experience. Bell. It really is because he is a different individual, man.
0: I'm really interested. And I know he's he's not going to give a, a this up today. And maybe he doesn't know, um, you know, all the information quite yet either because he's just now taking the uh, the, the job. But. I'm sure he has specific feelings on some of these coaches whose names are floating around out there. I'm sure he has feelings on Sean Payton. I know he has feelings on Brian Flores because Brian Flores was there for a lot of the time that he was in New England. Uh, Vance Joseph, you know, it's maybe not as much to Miko Ryans, but I'm sure he at least <laughs> has. But I mean, the connection to Brian Flores doesn't mean they're hiring Brian Flores, doesn't mean that would be the right fit. I think it would be highly entertaining. Um, I'd almost prefer it was on a different team just so I could watch it play out. But uh, but that, again, much like you can't just ignore his ties to the Patriots, it's really hard to see that news yesterday and not think, boy, this guy knows Brian Flores really well.
1: Yes. No, no there's no doubt about it, man. Um, there are coaches that are out there right now. I'm sure he's got some that michael bidwell did not even mention some coaches that he might may actually come in and say we've got to talk to this guy right here i would imagine he's got his own ideas maybe that's something that he'll reveal in the press conference here or something we certainly could ask him if he's got any guys in his head any coaches i'm sure that he does um it's a process it really is um It begins with a general manager so much of the time. um, You know the way I feel about this. It's incredible. The general manager is the most important hire that a owner will ever make, in my opinion, because he is the guy that is going to help you hire the coach. He is the guy that is going to help you put the staff together, the coaching staff together. He is the guy that is also going to bring the players in. Now, of course, he's working with a the coach, and they're going to make decisions on free agents that will be out there. But the bottom line is the general manager has got to be the guy that is making those kind of decisions. What type of football team are we going to be? That's so why I can't wait to ask him as well. Uh, is it a situation where you build around a philosophy or do you build around players? Because once again, maybe you your players don't match your philosophy or maybe your philosophy doesn't match your players. What do you do? Which one is it? And it's a combination, I'm sure, of a little bit of both, but I'm, I cannot wait to hear what he says about
0: that. Well, and I, if they don't ask him... Uh, you know, we will when we have him on, and this may come up in the press conference. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people have a lot of questions they want to get to, but I, I, I wonder what his view is of this team. Now, obviously he impressed Michael Bidwell in the interview process to be able to be named the GM this quickly, but I wonder how he views this team next season, right? Because that's the biggest, one of the biggest questions with the Cardinals, are do you look at next season? You are like, okay, we're going into next year. It's the final year of Kyler's uh, rookie deal. The Seahawks are, you know, they may be overachieved this year. They're not bad. They're they're a lot better than everybody thought, but they don't. They're not amazing either. The Rams are at a major crossroads. San Francisco's really good. Is this a division where you're still going for it next year, or is this a full-blown rebuild? Guys like DeAndre Hopkins are getting traded. You're trying to stockpile picks. You're really trying to – and full-blown rebuilding in the NFL doesn't mean a five-year process, but it means are you looking at next year as putting your fingerprints all over this team to really set up for 2024? Yeah. Um, or are you looking at this and saying that no, this is, there's still, it's the NFL, man. Seven teams make the playoffs. We saw a couple teams this weekend that didn't look like they necessarily belong there, but they were still in Tampa. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I'm going to end every sentence about a team that shouldn't have been in the playoffs with Tampa okay, today, by yeah, the
1: way. Can, yeah, absolutely. You know what? They won their division. They should have been in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. That's just the way that it works. Well, yes. then somebody should have told them there they were in the playoffs. exceptions from time to time? Yeah, there's always going to be an exception. There's always going to be the outlier. Don't get me started on this right here, Right? <laughs> this is not what this we're talking This is the best part about. of
0: live radio. Where we don't know if we only have 10 seconds to talk or if we still have 10 minutes.
1: Yeah, once again, for me, though, I, I look at the situation with the New England Patriots and the fact that Monty Austin Ford, I had
2: a great sense of urgency to begin uh, looking at the new leaders of our organization. We made some big changes to the organization a week or so ago. I wanted to have that sense of urgency, but also do our due diligence and make sure that we had a thoughtful, informed process. And we've done that. As we've gone through the process, we've spoken to seven different candidates, three of them internal, four of them external. The three internal are Adrian Wilson, Quentin Harris, and Matt Harris, uh, as well as the external candidates were Jerry Reese, uh, Monty, of course, Ian Cunningham, and Joe Hortiz. All these candidates had excellent backgrounds, impressive resumes, And uh, had a vision for the organization. But as we went through the process and the whole process, it became clear that Monty Ostenfort uh, had the combination of a well defined vision, uh, a a work ethic, character, uh, the background and experience. And being with two great organizations, the New England Patriots as well as uh, the Tennessee Titans, in evolving roles and playing key key roles in in those organizations. And it became apparent that all of the combination of those things, that Monty was going to be the best fit for us with his well-defined vision of turning this organization around on the field and assisting us, identifying the new, the, uh, our, our new head coach, which we will embark on in the matter of days. And so it is my great pleasure to introduce Monty Ostenport, our general manager of the Arizona Cardinals.
3: Well, thank you, Michael. Um, I sit up here honored, humbled, and extremely motivated about this opportunity. Uh, I've been working 22 years to, to get to this point, and uh, I do not take it lightly of, of the opportunity that's presented before me. I come into a situation where this is a family-run business, and just a few moments ago, I, uh, Michael introduced me to his his siblings, Tim and Nicole, and I, I know how important this this organization is being my last two organizations I was with were family-run business businesses, and this one is too. And I'm excited to play a part in forming the vision as we move forward. When this process started a little over a week ago, and I started my conversations with Michael, I felt we we had a connected connection pretty immediately. Um, we we the conversation was easy. the The goals were definitely the same, and we're continuing to work on the vision for what we see this organization becoming. I look forward to working alongside Michael, and as he mentioned, a big step in that is, is finding our new head coach, and together with, with Michael and myself and the new head coach and everyone else in this organization, we're going to strive to find a, a collaborative environment where we are completely aligned in, a, in the football structure that we're going to put before this organization. I want to thank a couple people because I owe a lot to a lot of people um, around the country. I want to start with the Titans organization and Miss Amy Adams Strunk, Kenneth Adams, and Barclay Adams. I wasn't there long, but it was clear to me what type of person Miss Amy is and the investment that she's made in her organization. And I benefited greatly from my time there. To Coach Rabel, the rest of the coaching staff, the scouting staff, I formed connections there. I learned a lot. I grew a lot. I saw a different way of doing things that I had not seen before. And it's only going to help me as I move forward here with the Cardinals. To the people in the the Patriots organization, Mr. Kraft, Jonathan, and Dan Kraft and the rest of the Kraft family, that was a first-hand look at what it means to be a first-class organization, the success we had there, four Super Bowl wins. Uh, Made it to three others, countless numbers of division titles. It was an experience that that really has shaped the foundation of who I am. To Coach Belichick, uh, every day going to work was a master class education of how to build a football roster and how to build a winning organization. There are core beliefs that I believe that I will take from there, as I will take from every step along my way, that I, I plan to bring here and put my own spin on it and make it the Cardinal way. I've, I've been overwhelmed here these last 16 hours with all friends, family, colleagues, people from around the country reaching out to me. And it, it's been humbling. And I promise I will give back to you all. It's going to take some time. But it, is, it, is, it has been humbling, to say the least. I'm from a small town in Minnesota. And I grew up in a town with two stoplights. And the fact that I'm here sitting before you I I, I sometimes have to pinch myself and wake up. This is unbelievable, and I can't wait to take this next step with you guys. A couple people specifically I want to point out. My parents, Roger and Diane. They are, I hope, home, have figured out how to run ArizonaCardinals.com. If not, the link will be sent to them. Uh, They are... They are everything to me. They are guideposts in my life. They are my mentors. They are my examples. And they are everything I strive to be in life. So I, I cannot thank them enough. And finally, to the crew sitting down here in front of you guys, my wife Shannon and my three daughters, Emery, Finley, and Landry. They are, have been with me every step of the way. And we have bounced them around, moved them a couple different places. My wife is amazing. My daughters are the best, and I can't wait to take this next step in our journey. I'm excited to embark on this next stage in Cardinals football. We're going to focus on a completely unified message across the general manager, the head coach, and ownership to what exactly we want to be as a football organization. We're going to institute a thorough and exhaustive scouting process. We are going to turn over every stone to find the right players for this team. We are not just collecting talent. We're going to build a team. We're going to look for the right type of players. Ego will not be tolerated in this organization. We are going to look look for focused, driven, and people that are willing to put the team first at every step of the way. Hey, no one here is happy about the results of last year. But it's not too long ago that this team was in very good position. I was witness to it firsthand two years ago when this organization came into Tennessee in Nissan, Nissan Stadium and, and ran all over us. And that's what we're going to get back to. Our goal here is to win, to build a team that can win the NFC West, to advance in the playoffs, and ultimately for everyone in this organization to enjoy in what it feels like to hold that Lombardi Trophy. Again, I want to say thank you to Michael and the rest of the Bidwell family. I cannot be more excited about this opportunity, and I look forward to answering any questions that you guys may have. Thank you for this opportunity.
0: You're listening to live coverage of Monty Austinfort's introductory press conference on Arizona sports, the local sports leader.
4: So
5: just signal to them. If you wouldn't mind introducing yourself uh, as you ask a question.
0: Bob. Hi, Bob Arizona
1: Republic. Hey, Bob. Hi. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Uh, can you talk about how you're going to develop and build your scouting staff? Do you retain people you have here, do you add how much will you change the staff itself?
3: Well I think I think more importantly I think we're going to change the process and I think that's what we're going to focus in on initially um, there's going to be things that I, I don't know what was done here previously, previously. Uh, I, I have a system that I believe in and that's where we're going to focus our time and attention and how we go about scouting players and, and what we're looking for specifically, first we have to def- define what we're looking for and then we're going to turn over every rock that we can to, to build this roster in terms of the people that are here I, I know some of the people i don't know others i i am fresh off the plane last night um i think there's a lot of evaluation that has to go across all levels of the football organization and we'll, we'll cross that bridge but i think most importantly about is, is the processes and the systems in place for evaluating those players
4: monty darren urban from uh AZCardinals.com. Darren? yes darren. yeah nice to meet you darren. nice to meet you um Obviously there's going to be a lot of focus on Kyler Murray's rehab and where he is. What are your thoughts on Kyler as a quarterback and also maneuvering through the beginning part of a season potentially without your starting quarterback? Yeah. Well, I think
3: I think the first order of business there is Kyler's got to get healthy and we want to do everything in our power to help him get healthy we want to see him out on the field I again I'll go back to that that game two years ago in Nissan I've, I've seen what a healthy Kyler can do I did a lot of work on Kyler coming out of Oklahoma I know that he is extremely talented with both his legs and his arm and so yeah that does represent a challenge for us we'll be ready for it but the first order of business is is getting Kyler healthy and helping him in whatever manner that is possible. Hey, Monty, Mark McLuhan, Three tv CBS Five. Mark, yeah, welcome nice to town. Yep. Hey, uh, you mentioned your master class, your time with the Patriots. What, what were some of those uh, championship traits
0: that, that you can take from your time there? What What that organization looked like and bring to Arizona? Yeah,
3: and I think I think the big thing on that is a complete organizational alignment in what exactly it is that we're trying to do. And that that goes through all levels of football operations. Um, That's a clear definition of not only what we're looking for in players, but what we're looking for in staff, what is asked of each individual person, what their role contributes to us winning games. And that permeates all levels of the organization. If your job is to catch touchdown passes or if your job is to tape ankles or to scout players or to prepare the food, uh, it's a, it's, every job is important, and getting everybody on the same page, moving in those directions, moving in that direction, is the key of what I believe was a huge part of those successful New England teams.
4: Richard Sines, Fox 10. Hey, Richard. Um, you, you talked about your first order of business will be hiring a head coach.
3: What is it that you're looking for in a head coach to lead your team? Well, I think, there's, I think there's a lot of important characteristics there, and I think the key is that we find the head coach that is right for this team. There's, there's many ways of doing things, and I think finding a head coach that aligns with the way I see building a team, the way Michael sees building an organization. Um, and then I think there's a, the specifics in terms of, of leadership in developing players and coaches, in being a teacher of fundamentals, details, and techniques. Those are all things, and and this is not a this is not a we're trying to build a sustainable program here. This is not a short term fix. So we want a a coach that sees the big picture and understands that we're not happy with just the results of 2023. We're building this for extended uh, extended championship teams as we move forward.
4: for Monnie and Michael actually going back to the, the, the coach thing, Michael you obviously said you had some urgency to get this whole process started. So where do you stand with your urgency in terms of the coach? I mean is this something that will happen quickly now that Monnie's here or, or how how do you guys see that timeline?
2: I do. I do see it uh, that we're going to start on it right away, and, and I can confirm that we're going to be interviewing Vance Joseph. Uh, that That is scheduled, uh, and, and so uh, we're going to be talking to Vance. And also, uh, I use the phrase uh, casting a wide net. We will be casting a wide net. We have put out some requests. Uh, for permission for some of the coaches that are that are in the playoffs and uh, with nfl teams uh so we're going to cast a wide net and i look forward to going through that process with monty by my side he's he's uh as he said he took a master's class for every day for a number of seasons more than a decade at at new england but also um i think it's going to be very important the mindset, and this really struck me during the interview with Monty, is that he said everything in the football operation is going to be geared toward and aimed at winning football games. And that's speaking my language. I think it's speaking the language of our fans. And that's what has me so excited about Monty. So I look forward to having those interviews, talking with Vance and others about um, you know this, this opportunity moving forward and uh, finding the right coach, You know, the best option for the Cardinals, who's going to be that right fit. And moving forward And I think as Monty acknowledged this can be a quick turnaround, but we're really building this for the long-term, sustained success year in and year out. And I, I, I told every candidate, my view is we have to build the organization that can win the NFC West uh, because we've done that. We've earned ourselves a home playoff game, and, and then we've got to get hot in January and February. And so that's what we've really got to be uh, focused on. And so I look forward to starting that process in the coming days and, and getting, getting after it.
1: I'm, Monty. I'm Josh Weinfield with ESPN. Hi, Josh. Um, what was the most attractive part of this job that intrigued you
3: to, to come here? Yeah, well, I, th- I think it it began with my first conversation with Michael. Um, as I alluded to earlier, it was a easy conversation. It was a informative conversation. It was a focused conversation. Uh, I I think both of us feel an urgency to get moving in the right direction um, and you know I've seen I've seen success here and I, I've seen things that have worked and I see a lot of the same pieces that are in place here and a lot of opportunity for us to move forward and get things going in the right direction knowing that there's work to be done but really from my first conversation was my, with Michael I was immediately attracted to this job
2: Hey,
4: team. <clears throat> Can you hear me? Okay. Okay. I got uh, you now. Yeah. Yeah. Jose Romero, Arizona Republic. Welcome. Nice to meet you. Thank you. Um, how would you characterize your working
2: relationship with Bill Belichick and Mike Vrabel in your time with those coaches?
3: Yeah, I, I, I had a very good working relationship with both of them. Both of them very different. Um, ve- both of them very unique personalities. Um, I, I seen the importance of having a direct communication with the coach, um, the personnel department working hand-in-hand with the coaching staff to not only define what it is, the type of players that we're looking for from a schematic standpoint, but then also for the personnel staff to help the coaching staff understand what is out there. Uh, we, would, we would love to have 22 all-pro starters, but unfortunately, Michael, I don't, I don't think we're going to quite get there.
2: Uh, I'll, I'll talk to the commissioner about changing the rules so we can get more more uh, advantage through the draft. Right? But exactly. I don't think that's going to happen. Right. But you know, I think
3: I think seeing seeing those relationships, my relationship with Coach Belichick. Um, My relationship with Coach Vrabel these last few years, seeing how that traditional GM-head coach relationship worked, um, I think that was beneficial for me to see. And just the daily interaction of of what a coach deals with on a day-to-day basis, it's different than what a a GM or a a personnel person deals with. And having that ability to bounce ideas off each other and know what the hot-button issues are as you go through a week, um, those were valuable lessons that I learned.
1: I'm Auntie
0: Nick King. Hey, Nick. From Three TV, CBS Five. Nice, nice to meet, meet you. You. Uh, you mentioned this is something you've been working for for 22 years. Was it always a dream to be a general manager, and was there a certain point where you felt like I'm ready for this? Um,
3: yes, I mean, I think anyone that gets into this this line of work, this is this is the ultimate goal. I, this is a um, it's a tough industry, and and it's it's highly competitive, and it's it's hard to win a game on Sundays. And this is this is that's why this is the the toughest league in, in the entire world. And it's that's why it's that's why it's challenging. It's addictive, and that's why people keep coming back. Um, you know, to say, are you ready? I've n- I've never been a general manager. I haven't. I'm excited for the opportunity. I feel like the experiences that I've had at the three organizations that I've been with, I'm going to take pieces from each of those organizations, things that I've learned, things that I liked, processes that I'll keep. But I'm also going to put my own spin on them. This is not a wash, rinse, and repeat of someplace else. What works in one building is not just easily transferable to another building, but there are foundational elements that can be taken from each of those buildings and has helped form who I am, and that's what I'm going to come, and that's, what, that's the pitch that I gave to Michael, that what I believe in, and that's what I'm going to bring here to this organization as we continue this, our, our, operation, our, our move to make the football operations the way we want them to run.
0: You're listening to live coverage of Monty Austin Ford's introductory Great, press conference on Arizona you, sports, the local sports uh, Arizona leader. Arizona Republic, welcome to town. Thank you very welcome much. Welcome to your family. Yeah, Congratulations
3: on the job, really. Very excited. I'm curious about your commitment
5: to diversity um, and making sure that there are minority candidates who are prepared for jobs such as this and prepared for head coaching jobs and how you value that and
3: just your thoughts
5: about diversity and your commitment to
3: it. I think diversity is a huge importance of this organization. Um, I think getting different viewpoints from whether it's race or experience, that, that makes us all better. And this is going to be, the, listen, I'm not coming in here saying that I have all the answers and it's my way or the highway. I have processes and systems that I believe in, but I need help. And I need help from people that are here. I need people, help from people that like the head coach that may not be here yet. And so those are all important characteristics of what I, how I feel an organization should run. And as to your point about the development, one big thing that we talked about this past week was the importance of, on the personnel side and the coaching side, of developing not only our scouts but developing coaches. Because inevitably, when we have success here, people are going to come looking for our people because we're going to do things the right way and people are going to recognize that and we're going to lose people. And so the importance of having our next group of people to step into those roles, we can't overestimate the importance of that. And so we are definitely going to focus on the, on diversity and development and that's going to be a hallmark of this
2: program. Sure. As, uh, as you know, Uh, We are committed to diversity, and I think we've got a diverse group of employees today. Uh, We are committed to uh, looking with an open mind uh, in finding our new head coach, and uh, that's what we'll do. Hey Monty Tyler Drake, there's a high ninety eight seven congratulations thank you very much uh, you know outside of finding the next head coach, what's some of the more immediate goals you want you want to accomplish in the early you know being GM uh, I'd love
3: somebody to just leave a trail of breadcrumbs so I can know my way around the building. that would probably be the most immediate um, i I am still just trying to get my bearings quite honestly um, but I, I think some immediate goals are I want to meet as many people reach out and touch as many people as I can in this organization. I've heard, I've had people reach out to me and tell me about a number of people that are here I can't wait to meet them myself I want to get up, caught up to speed with where things are in different areas of our football operations and there's some things that I want to put my spin on as well um, obviously the all-star game process is starting for the college draft. Where, uh, free agency is around the corner. Um, the coaching search, obviously. So there, there's a lot of things going. But um, as long as I can get up and back to my office, that, that'd be a good, good start on the day.
2: Monty. Paul Calvisi, Arizona Cardinals. Oh, there you go. Yep, thank you. Uh, with 30-plus
0: pending free agents, what sort of challenge is that? And, and can you elaborate when you say ego will not be tolerated? What do you mean by that?
3: Well, there's, there's one goal here. It's to win. Okay. There's, there's no putting personal interests in front of the team. Um, I was, I was told once the definition of mental toughness is putting the team in front of something that maybe would have been better personally for me. So that to me is the type of players that we're looking for. Um, in, in regards to your question about the number of unrestricted free agency, that's absolutely a, a, a process that we have to get going. Uh, I've, I've started my process of evaluating the roster. I need to do more, and that's something that is, is a priority for me. And we will continue to do that. And I think between unrestricted free agency and the draft and trades and roster cutdown, there are numerous ways for us to build this roster, and we were going to investigate every single possible one of those, with unrestricted free agency being one of those.
1: Hi, Monty. This is a question for both of you, actually. Michael, you told us last week you were going to talk to some of the leaders on the team and, and ask them what they thought the team either needed or what was lacking. Can you tell us what, what you found out? And I always wanted to know if the ego question is related to or the Eagle's statement, rather, is related to what you found out from the players.
2: I think it is related, and uh, it was described in a different way. It was accountability. We need more accountability, and uh, that is something that Monty and I talked about. And it's 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 clear that that's going to be an emphasis here, and that's what he just described is setting ego aside, and it's all about accountability to the team. So I think it's absolutely related. It's absolutely something our players are interested in, and uh, and that 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 was something I had in my mind when I was evaluating. What a great talent evaluator Monty is! What a great leader is! What his work ethic and passion is around winning football. Uh, so that was something very important to me, and our players' uh, input uh, was very, you know, uh, had its impact. I mean, I knew that, but it was also good to see, see and hear that from our players, and then see that that's exactly what Monty Ford is about. You know, before before I walked in here, I, I
3: had a chance to. Um, I had a chance to have a Buddha Baker and a little little story about about Buddha is when I when I came for my When I came for my interview in the, the conference room where we sat down and spoke there was a picture of a Buddha on the wall and I was the only one in the room and The, the interview hadn't got started yet. And I, I distinctly remember um, I was with the Patriots at the time and Buddha came in We interviewed Buddha at the combine for our 20-minute our interview and after the end of that twenty-minute interview, uh, I think I was ready to run through a brick wall for Buddha Baker, and I just relayed that story to him. And Buddha Baker, along and, and there's other leaders on this team as well, but Buddha Baker represents everything that we want this organization to be, and I am excited to be on a team with him.
0: Hey, Monty Bobrock, PHNX Sports, hey, Bo. welcome. Nice to meet you. Probably don't have a whole lot of experience picking third overall. I'm sure you're excited about it. Uh, working in New England for 15 years. Uh, what's going to be your approach to that pick? Mm-hmm.
3: Well, it, it's an exciting. I, I don't. I hope we don't pick third overall again. That's for one. Um, the benefit is that we're going to be ready to pick a premium player that's going to be able to come in here and have an impact on our team. That's the benefit. The other benefit is uh, there. There could be calls on that pick and. We're going to operate at every step along the way. We're going to do what's best for the team. And so if we get a chance to drop back and pick up additional picks that will help build the team, we're going to entertain that. But we're in a, we're in a great position, and I would say the same for the, the, every pick of that round. There's going to be, there's going to be action. The, the phone rings in the draft. The phone will ring. And we'll be, we'll be ready to take a good player, and we'll be ready to listen to offers too. So we're, we're in a great position with that pick.
1: Monty Cameron Cox, 12 News. Welcome Cameron, to the Valley, sir. Nice
5: um, nothing like asking the new GM personnel questions on day one of the job, but just because <laughs> it's been out there, um, Michael, and you can comment on this too as well. But what's the future hold for DeAndre Hopkins here? There seems to be some reports out there maybe that he could be traded. And any comment from you two on his
2: future with the team? you know we 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 talked about a number of things but those are some of the things that he's going to he's going to be evaluating and so the he's as he said he's only been in the building a few hours he's he's uh, doesn't even know his way around so i think it, he'll be working on that in the, in the coming weeks and i'm sure we'll we'll talk about that more
3: hey money craig Fooey, abc hey craig nice to meet you hey Why the Cardinals? I mean, a team coming off four wins, no head coach, a quarterback with an AC health tear, as Paul said earlier, over 30 free agents. Why was this your choice? Uh, Because I believe it represents a lot of opportunity. And I think there are pieces in place here that we can work with, that we can improve, that we continue moving in the right direction. Um, Michael was a huge part of why the Cardinals... Uh, my discussions with him and the rest of his team, uh, meeting with the, the other people that I met with in the organization. And um, I think there's a ton of opportunity here. And I think with the, when we get the right head coach in place and we get our vision aligned, I think there's an opportunity for us to grow here.
4: Monty, when it comes to what you might look for in a head coach, I know Michael had previously said it didn't matter if it was a CEO or a play caller or offense-defense, but how much does the Kyler Murray part of it figure into that, whether it's the head coach himself or what staff he might be bringing?
3: Listen, we're, we're looking for a head coach that can lead this entire organization. We're looking for a head coach that can develop all the players and Kyler being a big part of that. So... We want a coach that, uh, we want the right coach, and whether that's an offensive coach or a defensive coach, it, it frankly doesn't matter. We want the best coach. And when we have a plan for what we are going to be as an organization, we're going to develop our players and we're going to put them in the best position to make us successful and ultimately win.
4: I'm on a Doug Howler with The Athletic. Hey, Doug. Nice to meet you. Hi. Nice to meet you. A couple of background questions. You mentioned your parents. Um, what did they do for a living as you were growing up? And then also after your playing days in Minnesota, did you know right away that you wanted to get involved in professional football?
3: Um, all right. So my, my mom, growing up, uh, she ran her own business. She, she cleaned houses around our little town of 4,500 people. And my father started working in the meatpacking industry uh, the day after he graduated high school. And for north of forty-five years, worked himself up, moved his family around to a couple different spots, and rose up in his company, and ended up being a superintendent of his plant. Um, the second part of your question. After your playing days in Minnesota, yeah. what, Did you go right away that you wanted to be a professional? Um, little, 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 bit of a twisted path, but uh, I knew that this was. I, I didn't know that. I, I didn't know that the personnel. I knew there was a coaching route and there was a personnel route. Um, I was fortunate enough to uh, land an opportunity, and once I got my first taste of it, I knew, I knew this is what I wanted to do. You should tell them what you were thinking about doing before getting the <laughs> call. Uh, yeah, uh, so after my first, my, after my first uh, job in the, the NFL with the Houston Texans back in 2002, um, there was not a job available for me in Houston, and I had an opportunity to interview for a couple jobs around the league. I, I didn't get them, and so... I I was living in my parents basement with two undergraduate degrees, two graduate degrees. I'm sure they were thrilled with all the money they spent on that great <laughs> education. And um I was actually sitting sitting in a bookstore in Sioux Falls, South Dakota where us from people from Laverne would go to find some civilization. And um, I was sitting with a book in my hand reading about how, what it would take to become an FBI agent. And uh, I I was sitting there and I had the book in my hand and my cell phone rang and it was, it was Scott Pioli at the Patriots. And he offered me a chance to come out and interview and was a phone call that, that changed my life. I would have met a bad FBI agent.
4: (laughs) I've heard you. Uh,
0: You're listening to a a live coverage of Monty Austin about, for its introductory you know, press detailed conference detailed, on Arizona sports. The local or sports
5: oriented guy. Could you talk to me about the importance of making sure all the little things are right?
3: The, the little things make all the difference because it, the little things stack and stack and stack and lead to the big things. And so as that that pertains to our roster building process, this is going to be an extensive process, and it's going to start. It's going to start over a year in advance of the next year's draft and there's going to be checkpoints along the way that we are going to use traditional scouting methods we are going to use analytical scouting methods and we are going to every step of the way check our work make sure we're not missing something and continue to add competition to this roster at every opportunity that we have during the league year
2: Hey, Monty. Joe McHugh, Glendale star.
0: Hey, Joe. So, um, you know, you're basically walking into a blank canvas here, you know, with the third overall pick, lots of draft capital, cap space, and an opportunity to a new head coach. So how excited are you to, you know, hit the ground running and, you know, make some progress early on?
3: When Michael called yesterday and offered me the job, I, uh, I said, when can we get started? I'm, I'm extremely excited. Um, I've always, already had some good conversations this morning um, with, with some of the people here. I'm, I'm excited to have some more this evening. And I can't wait to get everybody on the same page with, with my vision and our vision and all of our visions of, of how we see this thing going forward.
0: Hi, Monty. Jody Ayler with Fox Sports Thank 910. You. Nice to meet you. Uh, Patriots' unprecedented success on the field. You were part of four championships there. You mentioned the Patriot way. Mixed bag of exporting the Patriot way. You also mentioned putting your own spin on what you've learned from there, Tennessee and everywhere. Mm-hmm. Could you articulate a little bit more about what your spin, what you have imagined doing if you were in the very spot you're in right now?
3: Sure. There's, there's processes that I believe in. There's, there's systems in terms of um, how we evaluate players. I would say there's systems in place how we value players players in terms of a monetary component and uh, i think i think overall is just a general overall feel of the building on on how how the building works and i think that's an important component i think having having everyone on the same page in terms of knowing their role and and knowing how their job contributes to us having success is of utmost importance and so how I, how I present that and how I um, – the, the processes and some of the things that we do along the way may be similar to the places that I've been in the past. But the way I do it and the way I ask people to go about their work, um, I believe that's where, that's where my spin comes into play. Gentlemen,
4: thank you. We appreciate your time. Thank you very much.
0: All right, that was uh, Monty Austinfort's introductory press conference there as the Arizona Cardinals general manager. Uh, a lot to react there, uh, Wolf. So we are going to come back here in just a second. Texas, your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. When we come back, reactions to what you just heard from Monty Austinfort. That's next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke, Arizona Sports. The- As you can imagine, pretty busy morning around here. Monty Austin Ford just introduced as the Cardinals' new general manager, and we're hoping to talk to him here shortly. Wolf, I'll just say this, and, and in fact, I think he's calling in here, but uh, the biggest takeaway for me was that uh, team success over individual ego. No doubt about
1: it, man. I love what I heard from Monte Austin Fort. Of course, we're waiting for him momentarily. I love his background. I love the teams that he's coming from. Of course, and I really liked what he had to say today. It was very, very cool.
0: You can only, granted, take so much from the press conference. Obviously, we got to see what he does. But I, I thought he answered everything pretty much the way you want to hear it answered, right? I mean, we got to see how it plays out, and I'm sure he's eager to get to work. You know, I don't think a GM. Uh, ever takes the job to do press conferences. They want to get in there, and he's got the number three pick to work with, and he's got some some pieces to potentially move around. He's got to hire a new coach. That's first and foremost, and uh, even even before all that, though, Wolf, before he hires a new coach, he has to call into our show right now on the Sports Line, Monty Austinfort, uh, the Cardinals' new general manager, joining us, Monty. Uh, first of all, thanks for the time. Congratulations. Just uh, what are, what are you feeling now that you're the, officially the head guy?
5: I am excited beyond all belief. I. I <laughs> Still swimming a little bit in terms of we got off the plane last night and been a little bit of a whirlwind this morning just figuring out my way around the building. But just got through the press conference and excited about that and, and really now excited to get the, the real work started and, and meeting people in the organization and, and getting this thing going.
1: Monty, congratulations on the job, man. Um, I, Thanks, Well, I appreciate it. No, I love your pedigree and who you have worked with. I played for Bill Belichick. I loved him two things I still teach my kids, do your job and don't bring any distractions into the building. (laughs) Those two things right there from Bill. What did working with Bill teach you? Well,
5: I I think it it, it taught me, I mean, it taught me a lot. We'd be here all afternoon if if I could start listening to them all. Um, But it it taught me about the importance of having the same message throughout all levels of the organization. Mm. It taught me about the importance of uh, uh, the team concept and having the type of players that are, are willing to put the team first, that, that no, nothing is, is above what we're trying to do and the main goal is to win. And just to see that, see that attitude and to see that alignment and that vision consistently put forth every day, um, that, that, that's, those are lessons that, I, that will stick with me through, through the rest of my career.
0: Talking to Cardinals General Manager Monty Austinfort. Monty, we we got to hear your press conference and, and what you just said. That whole you know find guys that are here for the team, not individual ego concept, was very prevalent, and I think that resonates with a lot of fans. How difficult is that to identify those players, either through the draft or free agency or trades?
5: Well, and I think that's that's the goal of of our scouting process. That's the goal of the research that we do. We do a we we do an evalu- a thorough evaluation on on obviously the physical components of, of what a player can and can't do, but we also do a thorough evaluation of of the makeup of the player and and really what what these players are about, what makes them tick, and 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 what's important to them, because ultimately, um, you know, there, there, there's a business component of it. We're we're all here to win, and we want we want players that are that are focused on on the ultimate goal of. You know, winning, winning the NFC West and advancing in the playoffs and and ultimately hoisting that Lombardi trophy. And that's, that's the, the main goal. And those are the type of players that we're going to strive to build our team with.
1: Monty, when I say football player, what comes to mind? What do you think of?
5: I think of someone who is smart, tough, dependable, accountable, and mature. I think of those attributes because this is the This is the most difficult game to play uh, in the entire world. And what what we ask of these players, both on and off the field, it's, it's it's a mental challenge, it's a physical challenge, and it takes a special type of person, both physically and mentally, to be successful in this
0: league. Talking to Monty Austin for it, I can tell you, you, just, you said everything that Wolf just wanted to hear. He's been waiting to hear that for a while.
1: <laughs> I'm, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I love Monty. it, Wolf. We're going to get along, well, I, man. I'm just telling you, it sounds an awful lot like Bill. A smart, tough, physical, accountable. I, I mean,. Man, I'll tell you, you jacked <laughs> me up right there. I'm like, let's go. Goes. Let's get it going. <laughs>
0: um, as far as the coaching hire, I know you got a lot on your plate. That's obviously going to be the first thing. Is, is it more of the same in terms of what you're looking for from a coach? And, and, and how urgent is that process now?
5: Well, I, I think everything that we're going to do here is urgent. And I think we're, the process has already started here. And I'm excited to have have some conversations here this week. Um, Michael mentioned that we're, we'll be talking to Vance Joseph. I'm excited to get to know him. Um, and, and I think we're, we're, looking for, uh, we're looking for a coach who, who shares the, the vision for what we think uh, we want this organization to be, and one that, uh, a coach that, that, that sees the big picture, that not only is there um, imminent decisions that need to be made that, that pertain to, to the given week's game, but that we're, we're building this thing for the long term. And we're, we're not, this is not a quick fix. And we want to build this thing that can sustain year after year. And so that we can continue, continually compete for championships.
1: Boy, on that note right there, Monty, what, what comes first, building a team around philosophy or building a team around players?
5: Well, I think, I think we, we definitely have to find a coach. Okay. And we have to find a coach that yeah. has a clear vision for how exactly we want to play schematically. And once we do that, we can put parameters on the type of players that can uh, that can that can play that play those schemes. Now, there's a, there's also a sentiment that um, uh, if we find players that are that are versatile that can do multiple things, that adds value to to what we do, and it, and it it opens up the layers of of what we can do offensively and defensively. So. You know what comes first you know I think more importantly is is the type of players that we're trying to bring in the program. Mm-hmm. And then once we once we find the coach and who has a vision for that offensive defense uh, on our side, the scouting side, we're going to find players that fit that.
0: Monty Austinfort uh, joining us right now, Monty, you're in a unique position before you dive into this that you still kind of have an outside perspective on some things. I just wondered what your impression has been of Kyler Murray from the outside looking in and then how do you build around him and how much does the new coach factor into that?
5: Sure, and I, I, still have, uh, I still have nightmares of, of two years ago. Um, Kyler running all around the field at Nissan Stadium and, and uh, drummed us pretty good when I was at the Titans. I, I obviously have done a lot of work on Kyler when he was coming out of Oklahoma, and I know, I know the talent that he possesses. He's, he's a dynamic player with his, with his legs, and he, he's a very, very good thrower of the football, and he's a, he's a talented player. And so, you know, when it comes to time to finding a coach, we, we want a coach that can, that can develop the entire roster, and certainly Kyler is a big part of our roster. And so when we, when we look and talk, talk about development, uh, it, it's going to be key that, that, that we're developing all levels of our, our, our players, and that's going to be something that we're going to look for moving forward.
1: You know, one of the things I love, Monty, is you said you grew up in a small town. I vacation every summer in a town of a 1,000 people up in western New York. You grew up in a small town. Two lights is what you said in Minnesota. What did growing up in a small town teach you, and does it apply to football at all?
5: It 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 taught me humility. It taught me uh, work ethic. It taught me um, the importance of having relationships. Um, I still go back every summer, huh. and I see my high school buddies, and they they uh, they bust on me like like we we're still back in uh, in in high school and and somebody messed up going down the hallway. Um, that, that, that hometown is, is it's, it's everything to me. It's, it's who I am. It's, 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 it's formed the foundation of, of who I am as a person. And I think a lot of those same attributes in terms of being humble, being hardworking and, um, understanding the importance of relationships, I I think those are really applicable to when you talk about building a team.
0: Well said. Well, Marty, I know you said it's been a 22-year journey to get to this point. We appreciate your time with us today, and and congratulations and good luck now going forward, all right?
5: Hey, guys, I thank you very much for the time. I I look forward to working with you in the future and and to to the Cardinals fans out there. We're going to get this thing going. I can't wait to get out there and see the Red Sea. Uh, I'm very excited. The work started, and and we're not going to quit here.
0: God bless, Monty. Thank you, Monty. Great. Thanks, guys. That's uh, Arizona Cardinals new general manager, Monty Austinfort, joining us right there to uh – I don't know. and I, I could. I, we could have kept them on for three hours. Yeah. I had a ton of questions <laughs> after the press conference, but that's not how uh, radio works. Uh, pick your level of Metallica. Single day tickets for Metallica's M72 World Tour are on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. on LiveNation.com. Two nights, two different sets, no repeat weekends. Night one with Pantera on September 1st. Night two with Five Finger Death Punch on September 3rd at State Farm Stadium. Now we got a lot of Monty stuff to react to when we come back. Though we'll switch gears quickly. How concerned should we be about the Phoenix Suns who keep losing? We're going to ask the host of Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, J. Williams. He will join us next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.